0: the
1: Yikes!
0: Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Wait, here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like they say, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one
1: hand. Pat we trust, inspire, have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus
2: others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor live. We come to you live uh, directly following the Miami Heat's dramatic victory against the Sacramento Kings, or as Shaq once called them, the Sacramento Queens. Um with me and for tonight's floor plan we have uh coming in at total buzzer beater like literally as the intro's playing he's not here and then now he arrives uh guess we're not tanking mr sean rochester i follow him at uh sean at s rochester nba i think is how it goes on twitter um also we have uh Brian Fonseca, follow him at Brian Fonseca and why he's a little under the weather, but he's on his flu game tonight. So we're going to get through this thing. Um, The Miami Heat win, but before we talk about that Miami Heat win, because there's a lot to get to here. I want to shout out one of our great sponsors, particularly a five on the floor live these post game shows that we're doing here. Uh, and that's A Aggressive Insurance. They are an insurance broker agency that's been servicing South Florida for over 15 years. Um, Lynette is a friend of the program. She's always watching and rooting for the heat. They offer auto insurance, homeowners insurance, condo insurance, life insurance, retirement programs, free notary service for all clients that comes in super clutch. Um, you just want to reach out to her, even if you have a bad driving record. This is where you want to go A Aggressive Insurance, 954 581. 8800 954 581 a aggressive insurance And definitely check out her website, insurancebylinette.com. That's with two N's and two T's. Okay, y'all. So, damn. I don't know where to start because I thought that we were going to start the show and we were going to give a big old bouquet of flowers to Mr. Kyle Lowry and i was going to extend um an uh, an apology and and i may still need to get to that but um i'm starting right here tyler hero coming through in the clutch with a huge shot um he he makes shots so much harder than they feel like they need to be. That's how it feels to me anyway. But this was an absolutely clutch bucket. Finished with 26 points, uh, 12 rebounds. Um, so this was where I wanted to start because of how he finished. Brian, react to Tyler Hero's game, but also the way that he uh, sealed this victory for the Heat.
0: And before even getting to that buzzer beater, in the fourth quarter their offense got stagnant and you're watching it with like you know ptsd maybe of how they looked last year at times and it's like oh here we go again now jimmy butler's not there to sort of save them and it's looking clunky again and tyler hero hit a couple of mid-range jumpers where he got to his spots uh kind of contested but he looked very comfortable very confident taking those jumpers made a couple back to back and i feel like that helped get them in their rhythm a little bit Shortly after that, they went on their run that eventually won that game. And then obviously he had the game winner where when he was pulling up, guys, to me watching it, it felt like, oh, that's going in the entire time. Like I had full confidence that he was going to hit that shot last year. Maybe that would have been the case. He was a six man of the year after all, but I'm not sure. For whatever reason, he makes that fake. He creates just a little bit of space. It was still contested shot. And I was like, dog, that's going in. Oh, and then it, and then it ends up going and Tyler Hero, like you know, he's growing up a little bit. You know, what I mean, twenty six and twelve, having a big game. All three of the big three remaining uh, without Jimmy Butler, you know, missing game due to you know, I, we I think we can call it load management, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, like he's all right. <laughs> yeah, and then you know Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry, who we should also get to, and Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero combined for sixty eight points. And each of them had 20 plus and Kyle Lowry had 17 with eight minutes left in the second quarter really got them going offensively and then was distributing the ball to everybody else and getting them all involved. And then we saw Bam really take over at times in the second half on both ends of the floor, which Bam does. And, and bringing it back to Tyler Hero, like I thought he was great, particularly in the fourth quarter. I felt like he was more in control than we've seen him at other points this year. And um, you know, they, they, I don't want to say they needed this from the standpoint of, like, this saved their season, but, you know, you don't want to lose to the Kings at home, Jimmy Butler or not. De'Aaron Fox wasn't there either, so there was a big win for them, and Tyler Hero, he had a big boy shot, back-to-back game winners for this team.
2: I know, and you're right, like, you don't want to lose to this Sacramento team. They needed this victory, like, it's obviously not a must-win, I'm not going that far, but it would look bad to within the span of a week lose twice to the Sacramento Kings. Like that's an issue. So you gotta, you gotta get this one. And I know that they had to gut it out. Uh, You um, mentioned Kyle, and that's where we're going to go next. I just want to acknowledge on that last Tyler shot when he kind of pump faked and he didn't leave the ground, but then had the ability to get enough lift to get like another great attempt up like go watch it again cuz i watched it 3 times in a row that's an incredibly hard thing to do so shout out to Tyler Hero for hitting a super dope uh game winner but you alluded to him Brian and this is where we're going next and that's Kyle Lowry he comes out with a different mindset offensively it's like if this was the Kyle Lowry that i saw every night i'm in like i we can stop talking about anything other than Kyle Lowry being the point guard, QB one of this squad. Sean, um, what particularly do you think inspired him to to play differently? Like, do you think it's as simple as Jimmy was out, he knew they needed to pick up scoring? Um, or did you see anything particularly with the way that they were running offense or um, sets they were getting into that were conducive to Kyle doing this? I'm just interested from your perspective, what you think lended to him, kind of just going off and we haven't seen this from Kyle in a really long time.
1: Yeah, obviously I think his role changes with uh with Jimmy not on the floor. It, it would seem by the eye test that the ball was in his hands quite a bit more, so he was initiating more than, you know, when Jimmy is around, he's initiating bam, Tyler, etc. um and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing when we're at full strength, but you know, you saw it from the first possession. He hit, he shot a three, brick. We got the offensive rebound right back to him, no hesitation, bang, hit a three. He was doing stuff out of the mid post. He was down there, you know, like doing the chicken wing hook on people with post moves like you saw Lowry get into his bag and just do stuff that you don't see normally. And, you know, when you're shorthanded, sometimes people have to step up. We saw that from Lowry. We saw that from Struce. We saw that from Dedman. We saw that from Gabe, you know, all, all up and down the roster. Everybody stepped up and it was just enough for us to get a win. And at the end of the day, shout out Alex Toledo for that end of the day. That's all that matters, right? You just got to get a dub somehow against these teams and uh, you know just keep stacking wins like Tyler said in the post game. Stack good days and just keep getting better.
2: So you see, to our loyal listeners, the new voices you hear, they are integrating some of the stuff that you hear from our regular guys on Five on the Floor. You got it in at the end of the day. Who knows? Maybe you're going to get um, here's the thing from Brian later on in this episode. Uh Before we go on, I just want to quickly shout out um, that I hit my prize pick tonight. Um, I went – bear with me as I refresh here. I went, oh, no, I didn't hit it. Excuse me. This is twice in a row I'm doing an ad for them, and I'm not hitting it. I want to call out prize picks because it's my favorite daily fantasy app, so I can in good conscience tell you I play it all the time. I love it. You stack your players – and you choose over and under on their statistics. So you choose your favorite stars and your favorite teams, NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB. They have all of those. Uh, but you use the code 5, F-I-V-E. That will double your initial deposit up to $100. Um, I was going to say that I went um, – that I I nailed the card that I uh, took today. But Bam got 20, and his over-under was 20.5. That mm. That hurts. Um, but we're moving on because I'm not going to be upset about anything that happened tonight. I mentioned Bam out of bio and we need to discuss. um, I particularly think we should talk about his jumper a little bit at some point, but let's just address the center position in general because Dwayne Dedman now has came out onto the court and he's played. I mean, people left him for dead on that West coast trip is how I felt um, and he's came and he's contributed in in and now a couple games where you've seen him, you know, it isn't always perfect, but he's he's made an impact. But uh so Bam and Dwayne Dedman, Brian, um, and obviously it's a lot more fun to talk about Bam Adebayo, particularly when he's leaning into the offense the way that he is. Um your thoughts on that uh, group, because, you know, the heat have been side that's challenged all year with teams that have size, good rebounding teams, uh, this particular Sacramento team. And tonight they were able to, you know, come out a- a- victorious finally.
0: Yeah. And Dwayne Deadman in particular, like really has surprised me because of how cooked he looked before this. And even going back to last year's playoffs and the last couple games tonight in particular, he put up a stat line. He was 10, 10- 10, 8, and 3, 3 assists. I also made a couple threes in just 16 minutes of work. And that's box score watching. But when you watch the game, like, you're watching him shoot these threes and he's comfortable. There was, at one point, it was damn near a step-back three. And Eric Reed was like, he tiptoes the line or whatever the case may be. I thought that was funny. But Dwayne Dedmon is out here just hitting threes comfortably. I don't know how sustainable uh, that is or all of this is. But, like, if Omer Yurtseven came out and had a game like this, people would be like, Oh, snap he should be the starting center whatever the case may be but that's not that's not what's going to happen now because this is Dwayne Dedman but he's been playing well. I don't think he's going to give you 10 and 8 all the time but I do think that like there are this is why at the beginning of the year some of us felt like this team yes they need to make a move at some point particularly to get bigger but the reason why they can probably last until January is because Dwayne Dedman can give you some pockets of decent basketball between now and then until you're ready to ship him off unfortunately like the game (laughs) is the game but like that's really what it is and you know you saw that tonight and then with Bam just like when he gets a rebound and just goes it's one of my favorite things to see him do you know um and especially when it's not just into a dribble handoff when it's actually into something that leads into a pick and roll and all of a sudden he has lob at the rim and it, whether it's Tyler Hero, we saw this yesterday with Duncan Robinson and Duncan Robinson was able to get to the rim off of that with the left hand and finish and show, you know, have a little bit of flair to it as well. Oh, yeah. He was looking where he was holding up his hand. You know what I mean? Like Miguel Cotto used to do when he used to hit somebody with a hard left hook. Like it was really nice. <laughs> so I think that like with Bam doing that and attacking on both ends and I like how comfortable he looks with his jumper. Um, I would like him to. Just eliminate some pump fakes still a work in progress there but we're in the early stages and then eventually i know some people are going to say like hey what about the three-pointers he was shooting them early on in the preseason like i mean and sean could attest to this we kind of knew this was going to happen like he wasn't going to start he wasn't going to keep shooting threes all the time but i do think at some point you know we'll see him step out and stretch it like you know once every blue moon or whatever I don't think the threes are that important. I think just getting a reliable mid range game is important so that he can continue to make quick decisions and make this team flow better offensively.
2: Bam has only attempted two threes in our season predictions that uh, Sean pulled together and we have posted on fivereasonsports.com. I had him making 41 threes this year. I don't know <laughs> that he's going to attempt that many. And again, this shows that I'm a Bam out of bio homer. So consider your source when I do NBA predictions. <laughs> Um, I had but, him making 10 for what it's worth. I think see, I had him making 10. See, I, he, I don't, he, don't know he if he's going to attempt there. 10, though. I don't know. No, like- but if he's already <laughs> attempted two. I think that you're you're a lot uh, more in line with expectations that are realistic than I was. But this is something I've noticed in the last few games. Um, and I, I kind of want to understand, Sean, if, if you think there's a correlation or not. I'm noticing that in games where Bam shoots more. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
3: to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com,
2: slash Miami Heat. So, like, for instance, in the last three games, 16 field goal attempts, 15, and then 16 again tonight, um, the fouls go up, six fouls, four fouls, five fouls. I don't know if this is circumstantial, but when I look at a lot of the other games where he's attempted, you know, 11 field goals or 15 um, which I guess is in line with those, but there's a six field goal attempt game, uh, 11 field goal attempt game. Um, I'm just interested if you think that there is anything uh, correlation between him being more aggressive offensively and then some of the foul stuff that comes. Because I feel like um, it's not that he's necessarily having a bunch of offensive fouls, but I don't know if it's just the mindset of being more aggressive is just having him get in foul trouble, or is this circumstantial and I need to stop reading into it?
1: Yeah, I mean, you could obviously make the case that if he's expending a lot of energy getting up shots, being aggressive offensively, that it's fatiguing him defensively, which may lead to fouls. Um, You know, I think a lot of the stuff tonight, at least a couple of them, at least one of them for sure was an offensive foul. Um, You know, in in the matchup tonight, Sabonis was going at him. Like, I I was surprised to see how aggressively Sabonis embraced going at Bam. Um, You know, most people shy away from that because he's probably the best defender in the league, at least in our opinion. So, um, you know, I, I don't think that Bam has... He, he we require him to do so much defensively for us to succeed so we need him to be aggressive offensively and that can't be a detriment to his defense because that's going to be a huge detriment to us being successful um i i look at and I, i'd like to dig into this now that we're getting a good sample size i don't necessarily care too much about field goal attempts he does need to shoot it but i think like his field goals plus assists have to get to a certain number. He has to be creating offense. And he he did that tonight. He had, I'm looking it up, nine field goal made, 16 attempts, and he had six assists. So if you look at that, that's getting 18 and you know roughly, what, 30 points there, depending on what those assists led to. A yeah. ton of backdoor cuts, a ton of, spl- a ton of split cuts. He really created offense for us. And, and I think that's the key right there
2: one of the keys in Brady Hawks, uh, five key takeaways that get posted somehow before the buzzer sounds. Um, uh, so check those out on FiveReasonSports.com. was all of the, the back cuts and some of the adjustments they made to some of the, um, they were kind of overplaying in certain, uh, moments and things like that. So I think that that is an interesting element of, um, of just how this game, uh, it changed a ton. There were so many lead changes. It was, it was like a game within the game. Um, And I love where you're going with the assists with Bam, because you're right. Like he just more and more, I see, and maybe this is again, me being a homer, him having the ability to be an offensive hub to some degree. And we're just, we're not there yet because it's a different era in Miami heat basketball, but one day I hope to see it. Um, But for our next segment, let's Manny, let's go to guts check.
1: I think everybody needs to get a grip. You got to stay together. If you got the guts and you don't find the first door and run out of it, there are no obstacles. There's no obstacles. All there are, are accusations and opinions. We have done this since 1995. We'll find out what we're made of here. You got the guts. Guts, guts,
2: guts, guts,
1: guts, guts, guts. This is Guts Check with Greg
2: Sylvander. So I'm going to make this one quick. You know who had the guts tonight? My dog, Max Struess, because Malik Monk, who all you Heat fans are so scared of, Mr. Random Scrub Heat Killer, although I don't really know that he's a scrub, but for the sake of this show he is um everyone was very scared and if i remember correctly max struce swatted that out of bounds it and that was in the fourth quarter if i'm remembering correctly uh so shout out to max struce you had the guts tonight also came through with some clutch uh buckets down um the stretch there so shout out to max struce just for for humbling malik monk who even walked up to the scorer's table um promising fans that he was about to go off on the Miami Heat. So we appreciate that. Uh, so let's close up shop here., um, I guess with a couple things. One is they played eight tonight. and um, I thought that was interesting. I think that's an indication to me that Spo really wanted to get this game. He was not going to tinker too much with the with with the lineup in general, but I'm interested. They go to Indy next and that's always a tough place for them to play. That's a team that's been giving teams a lot of trouble as we quickly look ahead to Indiana um, before we close here with the uh, ODM performance solution of the night. uh, Rapid fire biggest key to them getting another victory and moving closer to five or they be 500. If they win the next one biggest key to going out to Indy and getting a victory, Brian.
0: Slowing down Ben Matherin, and I think really <laughs> Sean wanted that one. But I th- so I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you go on on that one. But I think just because when he's got when he's got it going, they tend to play faster, and I think the Heat are just gonna want to slow him down. Um, I think they will slow him down, but I think that's really the key because he has the type of profile shot profile that uh, typically would kill the Heat. Uh, if he hasn't going and was one of my favorite players coming out from this draft class. So he's really, really good already. He's going to be on an all rookie team. If he stays healthy, that he'd have to contain him, And if they do that successfully, I think they're fine.
2: I was going to take uh dude as rookie of the year, just because of the YouTube clips that I watched before the draft. <laughs> um, and, uh, then when you see, uh uh, Banquero in Orlando, it was just tough to go in another direction. Sean, biggest key to, is it indeed the player that uh, Brian references? Is there something else we should be watching out for as they head to Indy?
1: Yeah, Matherin is killing it off the bench, uh, coming off and just just putting up buckets. Um, they have a great offense, top 10 offense, bottom five defense. So you have to be able to get your offense rolling against them. We did a good job tonight in terms of limiting uh, offensive rebounds, even though we were a lot smaller. You got to do that again. Their bigs would be Miles Turner, who just came back, maybe a showcase game for some. Uh, Isaiah Jackson, right? And uh, what's the other guy's name? Jalen Smith is yep. the other
2: big guy that plays He's for them. starting now, yeah.
1: Yeah. So they, they have, you know, an athletic group of big guys. Um, so you got to keep them off the glass. It's going to be a nightly challenge for this heat team, but I think we did a good job with it tonight. Um, and, and, you know, Halliburton obviously is the guy that you got to talk about too. He's a star. Um, he's a great passer creator. Um, they have buddy and math on the outside. So you just got to limit those guys as much as possible. Hopefully Jimmy is back his hips uh, healed up or whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, get another dub, get back to 500.
2: That's what's up. So that gives us a little look ahead to Indy. Manny, let's take a few questions, and then we'll close with the ODM solution of the night. Um, Questions, not statements to all of our uh, viewers out there. What are the chances? So this comes from uh, Mike Santi, uh, or St. I don't know how you pronounce your last name, but sorry if I butchered it. Uh, what are the chances we'll see Jovich on the floor again? I think it's going to be a while. I think that Spolster is leaning into the guys that we've seen. Uh, no Jamal Kane. Jovich hasn't gotten onto the court. Even um, against Golden State, um, that wasn't viable. Uh, so, yeah, that I, I can answer that one pretty quickly. I think it's going to be a while. Um, how about we go with another one? Or we won't go with another one. I can, I'll try <laughs> to find one. He's probably trying trying to scroll through and find a good question. Because a lot of because a lot of them
0: are just comments.
2: Greg could about Duncan yesterday um, <laughs> or Kyle today. Laugh out loud. That is true. Duncan and Kyle, you have showed up on this homestand. I appreciate that. And so let's just go straight into my ODM Performance Solution of the night. That is Kyle Lowry showing up to the arena with the disposition that he did tonight and playing offensively with that type of aggressive uh, mindset. That is 100% the ODM performance solution of the night. But let me tell you a little bit about ODM bear with me here. ODM performance solution. They're really about team building. And team building is hard. Don't ask Sacramento because they're looking up. Um, let's look at uh, the Knicks. Haha, we're always gonna laugh at them. <laughs> Philly lost. Philly lost again. Keep Philly lost going. again. Uh, the, and Boston.
0: Boston the, lost too. It's a Cleveland
2: and right? Brooklyn. So the the point is, <laughs> team building is hard. ODM Performance Solutions can help you build a winning team and keep it together. If you're looking to fill an important role at your company, ODM Performance Solutions can help you find C-suite level leadership, sales rainmakers, management, operational support staff. To find out more, check out odmpsi.com or give them a call 954-434-0634. Again, that's odmpsi.com. Give them a call at 954-434-0634. Okay. Um, my closing statement is Tyler hero game ball. Um, Mm. I appreciate the clutch. Um, the clutch show like they needed this with Jimmy out. They had to get the game against Sacramento. I know that I sound ridiculous saying that, but you just going up to Indy coming off a loss to Sacramento would have not been a good vibe. So shout out to Tyler hero for showing up final thoughts from you guys, Sean, Brian.
1: I mean, we've talked a lot about rebounding. Tyler Hero 12 rebounds. He continues to go if you're talking prize picks over on those Tyler Hero rebounding props. Uh Bam had eleven. Deadman had eight. Duncan Robinson had six. Lowry had five. Like that's the gang rebounding mentality this team has to have to be successful, especially without Jimmy Butler, who obviously contributes there. And uh they needed them all, every last one of them to get a dub. So
0: very important there.
2: Take the over on rebounds using the code 5, F-I-V-E, on prize picks. Sneaking another one in there. Brian, final shots.
0: Manny, can we put Michael's question up here? Because I think this is a, an interesting one now that we're like 10% of the way through the season. Uh, Michael says, how far away is this team from, a top tier, from the top tier Eastern Conference teams? I mean, as we were just saying, the top team, like if Philly is a top tier Eastern Conference team, uh, they shouldn't be right now. And I have questions about their health. I have questions about how much they actually enjoy playing with James Harden as they lean closer and closer into Harden ball in Houston in particular. Uh, We'll see how that goes. I feel like Tyrese Maxey and or Joel Embiid is going to want to punch him in the face at some point. I sneaky think Joel Embiid is also a trade candidate between now and maybe next summer or, you know, slightly thereafter. Agreed. Um, I I don't know where. (laughs) <laughs> but you know, I'm sure people are going to try to theorize whether or not he could play with Bam since uh, I know a place where villains are welcome. <laughs> so all you people who think Bam is a four, uh, <laughs> that may be something worth revisiting at some point. We're going to just drop that bombshell and just leave here. Aren't we? But I think that look, the heat are right there. And I feel like everybody's right there. Cause one, it's early on too. This is nine games into the season six of these nine games have been part of back-to-backs so while they've had a bunch of home games and an early west coast road trip but a bunch of home games this team also has had a tough schedule in terms of like all these back-to-backs early on there's not going to be another back-to-back i checked until november 20th and 21st so there's going to be some more time in between games more every other day type of things instead of all all these back-to-backs and then jimmy butler doesn't have to be load managed necessarily um you know at the second half of them but Ultimately, I think this team is still going to be highly, highly competitive throughout the year. And this stretch of home games that they have coming up, they're going to be critical for how things sort of go in November and beyond.
2: It's so true because they got to get these to build any level of a cushion or else it's going to be even more. Um, like they got to make a move quicker to plug whatever hole is that hole at the moment. Uh, some of them look plugged certain nights, and then the next night they don't. I think to the question about where they are in the conference, right now they're three and a half games out of the one seed, and they're also three and a half games out of being dead last in the conference. So the moral of that story is it is too damn early to look at the. St- Thank you for listening
0: to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.